Hello, smarty listeners. This message goes out to all the teachers, principals, teacher's assistants, and school librarians. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do as educators. To show our gratitude for all your hard work, long hours, and dedication to teaching, we are now offering free Who Smarted Plus subscriptions for all educators. That's right. You can now play Who Smarted without any ads or interruptions in your classroom to help make learning fun and keep the smarting going during break times, lunch times, or anytime. Who Smarted can even be used to satisfy some common core curriculum or as part of assignments or lessons. If you are an educator, just go to whosmarted.com and click educators. And smarty pants and smarty parents, please feel free to let your teachers know about this. Again, that's whosmarted.com. Click educators for free subscriptions to Who Smarted Plus. Let's all get smarted together. Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Smarty Pants. Let me ask you an easy question. One that I know I've asked you before. What time is it? No, no, no. Don't start looking for a clock. You did that last time during our clocks episode. I'm looking for another answer to the question. What time is it? Time for Who Smarted? Cute, and technically, yes, but not the answer I'm looking for. Okay, let's take a look at the question this way. Say you weren't watching the clock, and your adult came up to you right now and said it was time for something. What time would it be? Is it time to get up? All right, kiddo, rise and shine. Aw, I'm tired. Or is it time for bed? Oh, never mind. Put on your pajamas. But I'm not tired. Or maybe it's lunchtime. Eat your sandwich. Ugh, not tuna fish again. Or maybe it's time for an after-school activity. Hey, we gotta practice for the big game. What are you doing home? Coach, what are you doing in my kitchen? I don't know. What's this, tuna fish? Yum. So, smarty pants, what time is it? The truth is, it's all those times at once. Right now, it's around 5 o'clock somewhere, or 7 o'clock, or 3 o'clock, or 12 noon. (gasps) It all depends on what time zone you live in. But what exactly is a time zone? What kind of craziness existed before them? And even though time travel hasn't been invented yet, did you know that you can travel to certain places and arrive before you left? Huh? Or go back to yesterday. Or... Even last year. 
It's time for another whiff of science on Who Smarted? Who Smarted? Who Smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun on Who Smarted? Okay, smarty pants, since this isn't our first time talking about time, you may remember the answer to this question. What is the world's oldest timekeeping device? Is it A, the hourglass? B, the water clock? C, the sundial? Or D, the digital radio clock? Here's a hint. The ancient Egyptians used it to develop the 24-hour day. Well, the ancient Egyptians certainly didn't use a digital radio clock. That became popular much, much later, like when your parents were kids. And believe it or not, they are not ancient. Okay, smarty pants, I did hear a lot of you get it. The answer is C, the sundial. Now... Tell me this, smarty pants, where's the sun at noon? That's right, it's at its highest point in the sky. Now, if you can, grab a flashlight and any ball you might have at home. If you can't do this now, no worries, you can imagine it. Turn on your flashlight and then spin the ball on the floor or on a table, or if you're great at basketball, on a finger. With that ball spinning around and around, point your flashlight at it from a close range and tell me this. Does the light cover the entire ball at once? No, it doesn't. Just like the sun doesn't hit all the earth at once. When the sun is directly overhead at noon in London, it's still rising at 7 in the morning in Washington, D.C. All right, kiddo, rise and shine. But it's lunchtime. Time for tuna. At any given moment, the time of day is different all around the world. Hundreds of years ago, individual communities would set their own time based on the sun. Maybe your town would have an official clock that everyone would go by. Back when it took hours or days to travel to or message neighboring communities, Differences in time didn't matter much. As communication and transportation improved in the 1800s, things became more difficult. Imagine trying to send a message then. Hey, Mom, I want to wish all my pen pals a happy new year. Uh, you sure about that? Yeah, we can use the telegraph since it's the 1800s and there's no such thing as texting yet. I'll send everyone a message right at midnight. Um... Something wrong, Mom? Well, you see, when the clock turns midnight here in Washington, D.C., it'll be 12.02 a.m. in Baltimore, 12.07 in Philadelphia, 12.12 in New York, 12.24 in Boston, 12.22 in Providence, 11.48 p.m. in Charleston, 
11.30 in Atlanta, 11.44 in Savannah. I get it, Mom. 11.58 in Richmond, 11.21 in Nashville, 11.17 in Chicago. Okay, Mom, you can stop now. 11.36 in Detroit, 11.30 in Cincinnati, 11.26 in Louisville, 11.08 in New Orleans. Mom! 11.24 in At this point, countries had hundreds of Mobile, local times. Well, this was an inconvenience Louis, for anyone trying to send a message at a specific time, it... Excuse me, are you almost done? Sorry, am I distracting you? A little. Of course, I'm just trying to narrate, so it's not that big a deal. Yet, for one new industry in the 1800s, all these local times became a massive headache. Smarty Pants, can you guess what industry I'm talking about? Here's a hint. Nope, not the whistle industry. Nope, not the steam industry. The sound effects industry? Nope, not that either. Come on, Smarty Pants, I know you know this. Shout it out. Ah, now you're on the right track. The railroad industry. It really had a hard time scheduling arrivals and departures with all those local times. In 1840, one railway said enough is enough and decided all its stations would follow just one standard time called what? Is it train time, railway time, or it's about time? While train time makes perfect sense, they decided to go with railway time. (sighs) Smarty Pants. Any guesses which country this time-obsessed railway operated in? Is it A, the United States, B, the United Kingdom, or C, Canada? If you guessed A or C, you're close. Huh? Both Canada and the U.S. played a major role in developing our modern time zones. But the first country to use a standard time was the United Kingdom. It used the time of its capital, London, which was set by the Royal Observatory in the borough of Greenwich. That's why London time is called Greenwich Mean Time. Hey, put a sock in it. Excuse me? What, you gonna go home and cry to your mum? Whoa, whoa, who are you? I'm Greenwich Mean Time. No, 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 no. It's not mean as in cruel. It's another definition of mean, as in average. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Pardon me. Please continue. Greenwich Mean Time is based on the average time the sun crosses the Royal Observatory over the course of a year. That location also divides the eastern and western hemisphere, or halves, of the Earth. (sighs) Do you know what we call the imaginary line that runs through the Royal Observatory in Greenwich? Is it A, the International Date Line, B, the prime meridian, or C, the equator? The answer is B, the prime meridian. Soon, almost all clocks in the UK were set to Greenwich Mean Time, and that inspired a Canadian inventor and engineer to propose a global system based on the British one. Sanford Fleming recommended evenly dividing the Earth up into time zones. In his plan, everyone's clock in the same large section of Earth, or zone, would have the same time, while the zone bordering it to the east would be one hour later, and the zone after that an hour later, and so on. Smarty Pants, how many time zones did Fleming's plan call for? Is it A, 24, B, 36, or C, 12? The answer is A, 24. 
And why 24? Because that's one time zone for each hour of the day. By Jove, it's brilliant. Yes, Fleming's plan was indeed brilliant. Only many governments didn't quickly approve it. Once again, it was the railways to the rescue. In 1883, the major American railroad companies came together and agreed to use Fleming's idea, dividing the United States into four time zones. Thousands of clocks across America would need to change, and people would have to adapt. Smarty Pants, can you guess how long it took for most Americans to switch over to this new time zone system? Was it A, six years, B, two years, C, 15 months, or D, one week? The answer, to everyone's surprise, was D, one week. (gasps) Suddenly, in America, people in neighboring cities and states were all using the same standard time. Happy New Year! And one year later, more than two dozen nations met in Washington, D.C., and adopted Fleming's idea to establish 24 standard time zones, creating the zones that we pretty much have now. Though, there have been some exceptions. Take China, for example. Even though it's big enough to have five time zones, its government has adopted only one. Meanwhile, some countries in South Asia and the Middle East have time zones that differ by only a half hour instead of an hour. Whoa. It's not quite as chaotic as having hundreds of local times, but it's still an adjustment whenever you travel. And speaking of traveling, is it possible to jump backward in time, even to the year before? The answer after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the iXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because iXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust iXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up now at iXL.com slash smarted. Visit iXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. iXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at iXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. 
Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian approved delicious gourmet meals. From Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted. Smarty Pants, have you ever been to an awesome party that you wish you could do over again? Or maybe you'd like to go back to last year. Believe it or not, it's possible and you don't even need a time machine. Let's say it's New Year's Eve again and you're partying in Sydney, Australia. Woohoo! Happy New Year! Okay, kiddo, grab your bags. Let's go. Aww. But you're not going on an ordinary trip. Just as New Year's Day begins, you rush to the airport and board a plane for San Francisco, California. The trip takes nearly 14 hours. Wow, this is a long flight. But when you land, the clock says it's actually about three hours before the time you left, which means it's still New Year's Eve. You can party again. Woohoo! Happy New Year! So, Smarty Pants, do you know how this happened? Yes, you do cross a number of time zones by flying from Australia to California, but you also cross something else. Halfway around the world from the Prime Meridian, there's another imaginary line which snakes between Alaska and Russia and through the Pacific Ocean. Do you know what it's called? Is it A, the equator, B, the international date line, or C, the international house of pancakes line? Mmm, pancakes. The answer is B, the international date line, and it separates one day from the next. And if you travel east, across that line, you can arrive the day before you left. Whoa. But be careful. If you go west, say from San Francisco to Sydney, Australia, you end up losing a full day. So don't take that trip near your birthday or favorite holiday. Aw, I miss National Donut Day again. That's okay. We'll catch it next time. A big overseas shout-out to superfans Eden, Kieran, and Emery. In Pozzuoli, Italy. Thanks so much for listening to Who Smarted, watching Brainchild, and suggesting fun episodes for everyone to smart to. This episode, Time Zones, was written by Dave Beaudry and voiced by Imogen Williams, Charlotte Cohn, Jason Williams, Adam Tex Davis, and Jerry Colbert. 
Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production. <laughs>